hello everyone. You're listening to I Suck at Small Talk. I'm Janine, and I just want to say that I'm so excited that this is actually happening because this has been postponed <laughs> so many times. We were sick, things happened, and all that. So I'm really happy this is finally happening. A quick um, intro. I just met Cax like a few months ago, two, two three months ago. Face to face. In person. In person. In person. In person. So I met her last year, but we met for the first time face to face a few months ago in, in Barcelona, where she lives, in this hipster barrio. And she took me to like one of the best Mexican restaurants I've had. Super sarap. <laughs> and I still dream of it, I swear. Um, and it was just such a good convo. We connected on so many, so many things. I learned a lot of like deets from her about living abroad and being a Filipina abroad. So I'm excited for this convo with you. Thank you, Cax, for doing this and welcome to this strange podcast. Hola! <laughs> yes! Spanish talaga, love it. Bakit ano tatanda ako dun sa nag-meet tayo a few months mm. ago, ang ingay lang natin. Hindi ko natatandaan lahat ng pinag-usapan natin. Natatandaan ko lang ang ingay natin sa kalsada, ang ingay natin sa restaurant, ang ingay natin oh sa bar. <laughs> I think that's my fault. <laughs> may ingay talaga ako. And nakaka-relate talaga ako dun sa mga memes and videos ng mga naghahalakhakan <laughs> na Pinoy. So yes, maybe that's me, the boisterousness. Um, well, naalala ko rin yun. Pero naalala ko na kinuwento mo yung story mo. And parang yung mga little details na good pros and cons of being a Pinay abroad, I, I recall those things, those little things. I'm like, this is gonna be a good conversation to have and to share. Maybe not all of it, right? Because oh, this is public. <laughs> but I'm like, Cax is, a, I feel, a really good like resource of motivation and of like insight. So there. And that's why we're here. But that's why I, I know here. the story, but for people that don't, could you give us like a quick um, run-through and context of like what brought you to Barcelona? And whatcha doing there? What Whatcha doing there? Okay, <laughs> I will try to make this quick if that's even possible. So I moved to Barcelona 2015. So almost nine years na ako dito. I moved here because I've always wanted to live abroad. Hmm. Yun lang yun. Um, my, my parents... My dad lived abroad for a couple of years. My mom was always traveling for work. So we grew up with stories of them and their adventures or misadventures, mostly misadventures abroad. So, alam mo yun, parang medyo na-hype na yung utak ko na, it must be fun to live abroad. Yeah. Tapos, natatanda ako since college, I kept trying and I would never get them, pero, I mean, exciting pa rin. Exciting pa rin mm-hmm. to try. Tapos, I, I tried, um, during my first years of working, I tried applying for roles in Singapore, in Hong Kong. I work in tech. So, back in 2005, uso na, yung, <laughs> uso na rin yung pumupunta sa Singapore, um, in tech, uh, 
well, software engineers, project managers kind of roles. Uso na yung pumupunta sa Singapore. Because I would still not get them. And then in 2015, I was working in a tech company in in Makati. It's actually owned by, by a Norwegian group. I was allowed to travel to Europe a lot. So, no, yung dreams ko of Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia suddenly expanded to, hmm, Europe. And yes. andalas ko sa Barcelona. Kasi andun yung hub, andito yung hub namin. Nag, nag-ripen yung dream in my head na, uy, marami pa palang countries na pwedeng puntahan. Marami pa palang countries na may opportunities for people like me. Tapos, um, noong 2015 din, nagsara yung company namin. I got fired. So, I got fired. And then, at that moment, I made a decision. So, in 2015, I made a decision. Sabi ko, oh, sige, I will still need to look for a job anyway. I have a couple of months of buffer since I got laid off with a package. Might as well try. Try to really, really take this um, looking for a job abroad so I can live there seriously. Yeah. So, nung, nung time na yon talagang ginawa ko day job. Tapos, tinag-target ako. Nag-target ako ng Europe kasi parang nakikita ko nung time na yun, um, the industry was booming, there were a lot of good opportunities, and also, I mean, 2015, big company names were already starting to, to come up. At least for me, I had target companies like Booking, hmm. HubSpot. Tapos, they were also... I realized they were also sponsoring visas. They were a lot more generous to sponsor visas versus Hong Kong and Singapore. Nice. Back then mm-hmm. in 2015. So, you know, I day job. I was sitting in front of my laptop for eight hours a day writing CVs. Oh and my then, God. That's my life now. Joke. <laughs> but also, I realized I had connections. I yeah. Start, I... I started poking people I knew who were living in Barcelona kasi marami ako kakilala nga because I was going there a lot for work and also Amsterdam and some people in Berlin or connections of my connections like hey I want to do this I want to live here I want to work in mm-hmm. some of these companies or similar companies can you introduce me to somebody can you help me out can you give me tips and because mm-hmm. of that um, I landed a couple of job offers in Berlin in Dublin and in Barcelona. The Barcelona one was the one I took because actually it was um, a referral from my ex-manager. So I trusted her. Yeah. I trusted her network. And also since I knew more people in Barcelona, they ended up in Barcelona. But highlight here was I really, really set aside the time to do this. I decided first, okay, I'm gonna do this for real. Wala nang excuse. Wala nang circumstantial um, wins wala na just in case there's an opportunity no I'm gonna look for an opportunity because I really wanna do yeah. this I set aside time for it and I also um, relied on the relationships and the network that I've been building for I don't know how many years prior yeah. to that correct oh my gosh so, this is so good for me to hear right now <laughs> sakto and then Chedeng, you've been living there for how many years na? 
almost nine, nine in July. Kasi, yeah, I moved summer of 2015. Almost Ang a decade. Na, almost a decade. It passes by so fast, I'm guessing. Because me, I think it's almost like half. Like f- five years from the first time that I got here. But I think because of COVID, like the, the pandemic, I don't know. Parang it seems like we lost two years of our lives anyway. So maybe that's why it passed by extra quick. But I think congrats, so. I think so. girl! Okay, moving here. Okay. Deep question. <laughs> like, was there some sort of imposter syndrome? that popped up, particularly because of being a minority or being a Pinoy? Like, do you think that as Pinoys, we're more susceptible to imposter syndrome? Okay, I don't want to generalize. Because, mm. one, it's it's also contextual. Um, yeah. Depending on how you grew up, what kind of friendships you've made, what kind of relationships you've built, what kind of experiences you've expose to yourself um, to... I'm just gonna share my personal experience in this. So, pagdating ko dito, um, there were there were two two perspectives to my being a minority. In my entire office, I was probably one out of the ten, only ten women in a tech, the tech organization. As in women? Women. So, mm-hmm. We were around 60. So, ang wow. konti talaga namin. In, in my team, I was the only I was the only woman. Tapos, nagdagan mo pa na woman Asian. Yeah. I mean, siguro tatlo lang yata kami Asians. Actually, dalawa. So, it was, a, it was a double-edged sword for me. I was a minority woman in tech and I was also holding a pretty good position. So, there's that. There's also um, only Asian woman in the in the group, and I'm the one who doesn't speak the language. Mm. And I think in the last um, eight years in the company, siguro one of the three Filipinos in the organization. So right now, I still get excited. Oh my God, may Filipinos yeah. in office! <laughs> And I think, at least, especially in the beginning, the impact for me was um, it was very, very hard to speak up. It was very, very hard to start owning my role. Mm. I got so used to in the Philippines, yung mga pute, yung bossing, yeah, mga pute, yung may ari ng company, yung mga pute, yung decision makers. Nahirapan ako maging assertive, especially in the um, in the beginning. Nahirapan ako to to find the backbone to speak up in meetings and tell people, hey, that does not make sense. Hmm. So I found myself doubling down on my own um, bad habits of people-pleasing. Because I yeah. wanted all of these people to like me, yeah. to think that I'm a really good fit for the role. And then the ad of... I'm new to the, to the city. Wala akong kilala, wala akong, hmm. well, may kilala ako, pero wala akong friends, wala akong support group. So, there was also this internal need of like, oh, maybe if they like me, we can be friends. And so, nagpatong-patong siya na, <laughs> nagpatong-patong siya na, na need, na insecurity, imposter si- syndrome, and 
yeah, need for connection. What were the things that helped you get over it? Was it just time? Was it just working with them? So I think there were two things. One was time, of course. Hmm. The the more that I built a, a strong relationship with them, so th- there was trust. I felt more it I felt more comfortable to tell them, hey, no, you're wrong, hey, that's stupid. Actually, no, this is my decision. Listen to me. But that took time. But I think the biggest turning point for me was when I found out that I was undervalued compared to my peers. So Remember, I joined 2015. It was an attempt to try out a new kind of organization. So eventually, there were more people hired in to do the same thing as me. These people were mostly men. Most of the time, Norwegians. So yung, yung salary level namin were not the same. I was hired with low expectations in my brain, thinking any amount of money higher than what I was earning in Philippines is good money. Meanwhile, all of these other people, because they were coming from better money compared to Spain, they were asking for more. So, ang layo yeah. ng, ng gap ng salary namin. And then, ang layo din ng, hindi malayo, pero may gap din kami sa leveling because we had the job lad. Meanwhile, pareho lang naman kami ng scope. In some, to some extent, my project was bigger than, than theirs. My team is bigger than theirs. What was bigger than yeah. theirs? For example, they were part of a team of six, seven. I was um, the product manager of a team of twelve, double their, their yeah. size. So, so nung nung nalaman ko to, parang may nagpumitik sa utak ko na parang what the fuck. I knew I had impact. I knew I I was doing well because lumalakay yung team namin eh. I knew I was getting good feedback. So, what the hell? So, I think it was less about gaining confidence or time. It was really rage. That yeah, pumitik ka na. Correct. Pumitik ako. I'm like, why, why do we have to get pushed to a corner? I don't know if it's a Pinoy thing, but I feel it also and I see it around. And it's like, we just... We don't say anything. We keep it all inside. Parang we just aguantar, aguantar, right? <laughs> until, mm-hmm. until we can't anymore or we get pissed. And that's when we fight back. When parang we could have had these conversations earlier on. And I think, you know, parang we should have known our value from the start. But it's hard. And I think it's that known our value from the start. The thing is, knowing our value requires information. Requires research, requires talking to people. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, pero feeling ko part of Filipino culture yung, okay, wag natin pag-usapan yung pera. Yeah. Wag natin pag-usapan yung promotion and yung levels kasi mayabang. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, here, parang... Hoy, anong sweldo mo? Kasi feeling ko na na lolobol ako dito. Or what's the what's the average salary for this level with this level of experience? Is a common conversation I hear now. 
And even asserting yourself, like you were saying, I, like telling someone that you think they're wrong. Like even that directly. I don't know if it's your same experience, but... And they're gonna kill us for saying it's Spain, right? Because they're not Spain. But <laughs> even here in the Basque country and in Catalonia, like people don't don't get offended if you disagree with them or if you tell them what you really think. Parang hindi nila, they won't take it personally. And parang it's been so liberating to be able to say whatever is on my mind. Like, whatever. Like, I don't... I've. This is the least I've thought about, oh, I might offend this person. Alam mo yun? <laughs> And imagine <laughs> I- Imagine yung spectrum of, of being argumentative in Europe. Kumbaga, soft pa yung Southern Europe, eh. Sila pa yung pa- paikot-ikot. Sila pa yung, yung hindi kayang maging straight. Compared to Talaga? the Dutch, compared oh my gosh, to the Nordic, so like, the the Dutch are like, and I have Dutch colleagues. Siguro naman din nila maririnig. Nila mo sabi na pangalan, so <laughs> itagalog mo so, na. Ma- itagalog ko na lang. <laughs> my, 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 pero yung yung Dutch colleagues ko sila yung tipong no, that's wrong without any context, without <laughs> an explanation, oh. and means talaga. Ah, but this is a stupid decision. As in, ganun, ganun, ganun level. So, my judgment pa. My judgment. So either, is this is this supposed to be offensive or are they just Dutch? Minsan, yeah. ganun na yung tanungan namin. Yeah. So, meron pa, yung, meron pa yan. Ha? Kung, kung bilib na tayo sa, sa Spain and may uh, My next Portugal, level pa. pa? <laughs> Lumilevel up pa. The higher you get in the map, the higher the level Papa. of directness. Kala ko rin yun, first few years ko here, yung performance reviews ko, may, parating may point about be more assertive. Hmm. Not about my career or anything, but about the work that we were doing. Like, okay, yung stakeholder management mo needs more work kasi you should be more assertive. Yeah. You, you should say no more often. <laughs> may mga ganong may mga ganong feedback ako nung, nung first two years ko dito. Yun yung feedback mo, feedback ko, even in the Philippines. I recall like working in marketing um, for GME International and my boss then, Miss Pai, was like, you have to be more assertive. Because nga, I don't know, I guess it's the shy, my shy nature joke, but it's like you don't wanna, there, you don't wanna offend anyone and you don't want don't people want to, to think na mayabang ka or feel na feel mo sarili mo. Alam mo yun? Oo. But totoo. here, And I guess in life, kung hindi mo feel sarili mo, and the sino yung ano ba yun? Parang who's gonna vouch for you if you don't do it yourself? And I guess parang that's one of the things that I'm just still constantly working on, right? It's like, yeah. and balancing. Kasi ayoko rin naman talaga maging mayabang. Kung minsan napapaisip ako na being mayabang is not necessarily a bad thing. Especially for career, ah. Mm-mm. for career development. Kasi nga, sino? Mayabang? Or I guess mayab- definition what? of yabang. Diba? Oh, Parang what is, is confidence maya- versus yabang? Exactly. Yun na nga, is it mayabang or is it just being confident? Is it mayabang or is it just this person really owning their their expertise and their value? 
Yeah. Like for well, I don't know. Ano ba yung ano ba yung confidence sa Filipino? May word ba tayo <laughs> for it? Kasi if wala, super telling nun. Ano ba yun? <laughs> parang, parang tayo yung worst people to answer this question. <laughs> oh. So, with all the different languages Kampan- going on in our brains. Anyway, i-google natin. But there, it's like confidence versus arrogance. I feel like I want to have confidence. Mm. But I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to assume that I know better than other people or assume that you know, I can't learn anything else from other people or, like, I stop listening and yung mga, yung ganun. So, I guess it's there. Like, building your confidence without becoming arrogant. Pero what I'm realizing, this is not just a Filipino problem. I, I guess this is more of a woman hmm. problem. Yeah, is I it, agree. The um, So, as you mentioned, I also coach women in tech. And every time we get into um, a conversation about finding a new role or fighting for a promotion or um, being going to their next step of leadership. Parati siyang, parati siyang held back with the reason of like, but I'm not sure. I haven't done this before. I, I, haven't, I haven't experienced this yet. I need to learn this. I need to grow. In... Parating nangunguna yung, yung may kulang pa ako. May kulang sa akin before I can ask for more. May kulang sa akin before I can be more. May kulang sa akin. May kulang. And yun. you don't see this in men. Or, <laughs> even if I do, because minsan pinag-uusapan namin ito ng boyfriend ko eh. Siya rin naman may insecurities, pero parati niyo sinasabi, um, yeah, well, so. Yet, or, it doesn't um, eat him up inside like it does. <laughs> No, or yung, yung level of um, the interest and the curiosity is sometimes higher or greater than yung insecurity. Hmm. So, if may gusto siyang itry, halimbawa, nag, may, nag-try siya mag-startup a couple of years ago. He's very new to the, he was very new to the topic when he, he said yes to the opportunity. He was very new to the topic barely knew anybody who was also interested in the topic but he was like yeah well okay fine let's do it go game kung ako yun yeah. a couple of years ago para, eh, think and overthink and, oh oh my gosh analysis paralysis oh, I see oh. that I don't I'm I'm gonna generalize I don't wanna generalize but just like as a learning from the Americans that I I worked with they're parang yun it's like if you have to fall to one side, right? If you have to fall towards the side of like self-doubt or self-belief, they fall towards a self-belief. Parang they're like, and dito ako sa, mm, I, haven't, I haven't done this before, whatever, but I, oh, I can do it. And they'll say it. And they'll own it. Yeah. And it's like, how can you just do that? Yeah, and like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Sa totoo Wala, fail. Lose money. It's not even a, it's not <laughs> even a bad thing. It's not even a bad thing if you think yeah. about it. Like, yeah, of course, losing money is the bad thing. Ito na yun. Siguro <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be broke in 2024? Pero everything else, wala eh. Wala talaga siya negative consequence eh. So, hmm. if you fail at your job, siguro you get a bad feedback. But it's not even a bad feedback. It's just like, hey, this is your gap. This is yeah. your development area. 
at least in in Europe, maybe not so much in the in the US, pahirapan to fire you if you're mm-hmm. past the probation period or yung yung reasons lang to fire you is kapag nagsara yung company, walang pera, of course, as we've seen the market um, <laughs> trend right now. And speaking of, pero diba, at least here in, in Spain, and actually, kahit sa Pilipinas, eh, kailangan meron kang personal, impro- meron kang personal improvement pro- program. Like, kailangan mabigyan ka muna ng warning, verbal warning, written warning, kailangan ma-prove na tinulungan mo yung tao to improve for the for a, a certain time period before yeah. you can actually justify letting go of the person. I honestly don't think that's the reason why people are afraid to fail. I feel parang I think it's really more a social thing that oh like I'm going to get reprimanded or what are other people going to think or alam mo yon parang feeling ko that's more of the reason. I don't think people think oh I'm going to get fired because yeah you won't unless it's like a huge huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so if it's in, just like little little tasks or projects or just didn't go as well as you thought it would. And you learn so much from failing. So you nailed one. Fear, shame. What will other people think? Pero one thing I've learned as well is that half of the time people don't think of you. Yeah. So fee, na Parang ang, this, for me, this is arrogance to to think that people actually spend more hours um, in their day thinking of us yeah. and whatever it is that we've done. And to be honest, like if people are going to judge us for the bad things, the learnings, the mistakes that we've made, these are probably not the people that we want to surround ourselves with. True. Wala silang add value, added value sa buhay natin. Kasi kung yun lang yung gagawin nila, parang, eh, tingnan mo si Janino, tingnan mo si Cax. No, these are not the people who are gonna bring us any value. Yeah. And then the people who would, they would have a different reaction. So that's one. Two is, this is very common for, for people who are looking for jobs or looking to move up to their next role. The I can't do it mindset. So, not realizing na, at least in our careers, the next step is actually there for us to grow. There's, They are supposed to be a stretch. Hmm. They are supposed to be things that we cannot do. Yeah. Or, because we haven't done them yet. We have unfair expectations on ourselves. We expect to do things properly the first time that we've done them. Paano? Is Correct. that even physically possible? It's impossible. No. So I think it's those two usually when when I work with my clients and with myself. Outcome agad yung iniisip natin and perfectionism versus like the process of of learning. Perfectionism, yeah. exactly. Okay, Which is weird, though, commercial break, but not really okay. because it's connected. My ISOC question because it's connected to imposter syndrome, and it's the reason why I started this podcast and the reason why I named it the way I named. So my question to every guest is. What do you think you suck at and how are you working to improve it? Or how are you dealing with it? Right now, the biggest problem ko is always people-pleasing. Hmm. And this is, this is bad for, for people in leadership. Because I'm, I'm always optimizing for approval versus 
what's really necessary. Bawa, um, somebody did something really badly. And not the results kind, the work kind, more of behavior kind. Mm. So, minsan talaga meron pa rin akong days na, oh my God, paano ka i-frame tong feedback na to? Pero, what if wala naman talaga siyang ginawang masama? What if, alam mo parang, may, ako pa yung takot to, to give that person feedback. Where it's my job actually because if I don't nip this problem in the bud, I'm gonna create a bad culture for my entire organization. Right. So this is this is something I've always struggled with. I still struggle with this. How are you dealing with it? Or parang aning steps mo to, to improve it or to accept it if it's just something that needs to be accepted? Also, a couple of things. At least when it comes to to giving feedback, for example, I try to do it early. So, hindi siya masakit ibigay. Yung tipong, kahit maliit pa lang, put it on the table na ka. Yes. Kasi yung pagmalaka na yung Good problema, idea. sobrang recurring Uh-oh. na siya, mas mahirap na siya for me eh. So, Uh-oh. while it's still easy, sige, go na. Another is, I'm, I'm a huge fan of frameworks. At least to help me structure my thoughts, structure my, my message. So, same thing with giving feedback. I have a framework. For example, the, the the framework I use is called a non-violent communication approach. You share what is a fact. So what is what the camera captured. So for example, um, instead of telling somebody, hey, you're late all the time, you tell them, okay, we had a meeting at 10, but you have arrived at 10.15 for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, things na walang makakapag-contest kasi totoo siya. Right. And then, the second part of this is how it made me feel. So, it's really coming from my perspective. Yeah. Should I give this feedback? Is it wrong? Is it right? Doesn't matter. It's how I, I feel about this. And I feel like um, we're not maximizing the time that we have together, for example. Or, um, bad example, pero my time is not being valued. And then it, then it comes a solution. So, what can we do? What can we do to improve this? And then it's more of a collaboration approach. Like, okay, hindi lang ako yung nagsasabing, alam mo, mali ka. So, ito yung gagawin mo, susunod. Hindi. Parang, ito yung nangyari, ito yung na-feel ko, Anong pwede natin gawin to improve the situation? So it's also easier for me. This is a framework at least that works for me. And I think there are a million frameworks out there. And it's really about finding the one that works for you personally and your constraints, your context, your personality, etc. And then the other part um, is also reminding myself that somebody needs to think about me. I keep thinking about, oh no, what if I disappoint them? What if they're going to be mad at me, etc. Pero yung consequence is actually on me, not on them. So I think the better way to put this is set proper boundaries. Set proper boundaries and learn how to enforce these boundaries. Because if I'm constantly thinking about how to make other people happy, sometimes umaabot na sa point na it's, it's compromising my happiness, my values, my time, my money sometimes. 
So setting that prior boundary so I can also prioritize myself. And here, this is mindset work. This is mindset exercise kasi this is something that you just have to constantly yeah. or mindset, repetition, repetition, reminding point. yourself, no? You're, you're like coaching yourself in a way, right? <laughs> Which Uh-oh. brings us to coaching. What what made you decide to go for coaching and what is making you want to focus your all your energy on it? Like, what do you get out of it? Well, it was the story I told you earlier, yung, yung pumitik ako, Mm-mm. na after finding out na everybody was leveled higher than me and um, the salary gap was super big. I was taking so long and I actually also had a lot of hesitation before going up to my manager and saying, Hui, there's a problem. And I was only able to fix it with or when I got help externally. So yeah. I had a mentor, I had a coach, and after nung collaboration na yun, parang, okay, ah, ah, there is a way to do this yeah. well. I don't have to reinvent the wheel um, I don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And it was very, very hard, I think. That part of, shit, there's nobody to help me. There's nobody on my side. And I needed help sorting all of that out and then help make those things actionable. So then I engaged with a coach and it was completely different. It felt easier. And iba talaga yung feeling na may support system ke. Yeah. Uh, that what that was what planted the seed in my brain. Uh, maybe I can do more of this. And at the beginning, it wasn't really about coaching. It was I was teaching in a tech academy. Uh, I was teaching a product management course. Pero I found that the things that I really really enjoyed about those days was the the hours after the course. So I would teach a three hour class at eight p.m. After the end of my class, some people would stay, and then we would talk more about um, personal things or personal career development Mm-mm. things. Not so much about the class. Hey, I have a problem with my manager. Hey, what about this Mm-mm. opportunity? What can I do better to position myself, etc. So, yun sobrang na feel ko na, oi, I I can provide value. I actually got good feedback from people that they tried what we talked about and it worked. So, yun na yung, ano eh, yun na yung turning point for, for me. I tried a couple of other things before landing really on coaching. I, I founded a community here in Barcelona for women in tech with two other people. I, I kept on with uh, the network that we built, but I was really just doing the, the coaching and mentoring part. Last year, it was more like, okay, I'm going to do more of this. Yeah. And then this year, it was really, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to do this. It's no longer just a fun side thing after work. This year, the decision was, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to coach. I will find the time for, for this. And I guess the value exchange for me, so I, I helped. With, uh, women in tech with the transformation because I really, really, really want more women to 
one, enjoy their jobs because it's a fun role, especially for product management. A lot of these women get into product management because it's fun. It's it's a stretch. It doesn't put us in a box of ito ka lang, ito lang yung gagawin mo. The role itself is so expansive. You just change teams even within the same organization. It's a whole new context altogether. And there's a lot of opportunities for growth in it. A lot of the CEOs, found startup founders, business people are coming from product management background. So it's super fun. There's a lot of opportunities. And I really, really want these women to start enjoying their roles instead of constantly worrying about, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. So that has been the, um, the mission. So I really, really want to see transformation in, in these women. And that's my value proposition. Um, not everybody needs to have a purpose. And that's okay. But for me, it was my own transformation to be able to say, aha, I have found my purpose. Mm. This is what gives me energy. This is what gives me the the push to stay in front of my laptop from 6pm to 10pm after already 8 hours of my day job. Because it's it's a different kind of compensation. Yeah, it's fulfilling. And yeah, if it's your purpose, right? It does give you energy. Parang iba talaga. Now that I'm unemployed and whatever, there's this group that I meet up with regularly and they all have their own personal projects. And it's like I meet up with them regularly to just share marketing know-how and branding stuff. <laughs> just like super, super basic. I guess when you find a source of of purpose and if you do enjoy helping other people and you find something that you can have just a little bit of impact. But I can feel it. Na parang, I feel bad. I do this. I feel so much better. I have I have more energy when I'm supposed to be like super tired. But I do ganda. think though, and maybe I'm too much of an optimist. I do think to our to our core, every 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 person is really out there trying to provide a value. I love that it's like finding where you feel you're valued, you know? Because even in personal relationships, right? Like mm. um you know how sometimes I don't know, like your parents will make tampo because you're not calling or because you don't appreciate mm. it's just they they want to feel valued as your parent yeah. or you know or or your friend or whatever and we we do feel that so ang ganda ng framing nun, Gax. I love <laughs> to end I just to end what would your like number one advice be to women who feel like they're not good enough uh, the energy and confidence and belief that you bring to the table, that is what other people will take away with them. So if you don't believe you're good enough, nobody else will. They have to really, really know you and care about you for them to say, what do you mean you're not good enough? You actually are. But for example, if you're looking for roles and you're doing interviews, if you go into those interviews already thinking, oh no, I'm not good enough for this job, that is exactly what the interviewer will take away from your conversation. Because if you don't believe 
in yourself, why should they? What's in it for them? Yeah. The energy that you bring into the room is what other people will take. Oh, thanks a million, Gax. I needed to hear that today, guys. And I'm really, like, so grateful that I met you. You're such a a bright and inspiring person to have in, oh my God. in someone's life. So I know that your coaching is going to go a long, long way. And I hope to see you again soon in person. If anyone who's listening like needs some guidance or coaching in tech or is a woman trying to find her way in her professional life, just reach out to Cax because she's super, super helpful. I know for show sure because she has helped me already. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cax. Thanks for Thank hanging you. out.